1: On Friday, March
0: 26, the U.S. Embassy in Macedonia posted on its Facebook page a picture of Matthew Palmer, the U.S. Department of State Deputy Assistant Secretary of State, and a short summary of his call with Vomero Dopomene leader Christian Miskoski, in which, among other things, Palmer essentially told him to work with the government of Zoran Zaev to ensure the success of the upcoming census in Macedonia. On Monday, March 29, Zohan Zayev acceded to the demands of Miskovsky, Vomero, and many Macedonians who want the census postponed due to the rapid rise in hospitalizations and deaths due to COVID, and agreed to postpone the census until September. Zayev also agreed to other demands. What is going on here? Did the State Department have a change of mind over the weekend and start pressuring Zayev to postpone the census after it made the correct calculation that Macedonians abroad were boycotting the census while ethnic Albanians were registering in droves? Did it make the correct calculation that this could lead to some real problems? Aside from the political intrigue and COVID vaccine debacle, this Sunday, April 4, Bulgarians will go to the polls in an election that, increasingly for certain deranged Bulgarians, focuses on Macedonia. We'll discuss all of this and more in this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot Catalina Mountains in Oral Valley Arizona
1: and this is Svetin Selemanov in Skopje Macedonia getting ready to go to Serbia and take my bootleg vaccine from uh, some, <laughs> bootleg some Indian vaccine. manufacturer
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey how many what what um what flavors uh is uh, serbia <laughs> offering uh these days what do they got over there
1: they yeah, were joking that when the johnson and johnson vaccine comes it's going to be lavender scented and <laughs> mm. in, in different flavors mango papaya <laughs>
0: i love it i yeah. love it yes
1: um yeah, yeah, no, seriously though what are what are they, they
0: offering they've got they've got sputnik uh, sinopharm
1: it, oh that's that just for their domestics uh, for foreigners uh oh. they'll hook you up with uh, apparently a large a huge batch apparently of indian made astrazeneca which according to their media is expiring it's getting old now you have to use it up march or april but the latest depending march ends tomorrow yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) we are recording this i should say episode 108 of the macedonian content farmers podcast on the penultimate day of march march 30 so this will drop on the last day march march 31 so if those expire in march well (laughs) by the time you're listening to this it's too late
1: get your vaccine on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and people are just driving taking off you know they opened up their uh, like a large sports hall in niche and uh, uh, an even larger hall in belgrade and you know you just drive there uh, you need to register online but they're even accepting people who don't which you know this is how desperate uh, apparently they are to gi- give out these uh, uh vaccines and, and you know it's actually even better service than most of uh, <laughs> europe has i mean i don't think you can oh, yeah. get a vaccine on demand at right now right in in the u.s you still don't can just walk in right
0: uh no no you have to register and, and yeah. of course it depends on the state here in arizona you need to register i've got i i got my first shot last friday um and before you start with the nano bot jokes or whatever they are <laughs> um i got my first shot and do you know why you can't see me right now swetten uh-huh. Because I'm invisible,
1: <laughs> oh, that, I can also that.
0: shoot webbing out of my wrists. <laughs> it's amazing what's happened after this first shot. No, uh, and I, I get my I get my second shot at the end of April. So Moderna is what I got. So, um,
1: so that's AstraZeneca. Uh, no problems, that's, folks. Yeah. What's that? That's part of that's like the same as AstraZeneca, different branding, right? Or no?
0: Um, no, it's no, it's the, different. Oh, it's uh, uh-huh. those are, oh, there's huh. Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Sputnik, Sinopharm, Moderni Johnson. Is British, Johnson. So uh i don't know i can't okay. remember it, so anyway
1: so the last time uh so these guys yeah. have indian made astra xynicus and uh, you know practically opening the doors grand gesture of hospitality excellent organization everybody says um and yeah people are a lot of uh, so there was like a deputy minister in the government uh driving there to take this there was the chief of staff of um healthcare minister venko filipcho waiting in line to <laughs> yeah, this was this was really a lot oh my goodness yeah, the guy w- worked for uh, todorov before and you know this is this, this was is a, a monty
0: lot. python skit
1: yeah exactly and uh, oh. you know ev- people are reporting you know the usual side effects we have one uh, issue our friend uh, vladko george his father is uh, mm. badly ill after taking the vaccine or you know uh, it's still unclear i mean vladko said after Uh, I think there's still some controversy whether it was before or after. Obviously, he had heart heart issues and uh, he's pretty old, but uh, yeah, that's the one uh, serious issue. He's a distinguished doctor here, pulmologist, and uh, he he decided to go take the vaccine apparently because, you know, locked in for a whole year in his home, hoping to avoid the virus. And uh, it's either, you know, a shock or something. uh, and, and yeah doctor, everybody so. we're all praying that um that he gets Absolutely. better yeah I,
0: I i reached out to vladko and his wife susana and, and mm-hmm. told them that you know i'm praying for them and and uh yeah wow this uh but he he was he, he really wanted the vaccine there aren't any in macedonia so we went to serbia yeah. and this is what happened and so
1: even yeah, for a doctor um, who you know who worked his whole life whole life in the medical field and yeah. a person who's obviously elderly and uh pre-existing serious condition, a heart condition, you know, he should have been able to take it uh, in Macedonia. I mean, this is the minimum you can do. This is what Vlatko said in his comment. You know, this is the the least this country owes to the people. And, you know, you you can just imagine the comments. Pendarovsky, the president today, came out, said this is unacceptable. We can't have a repeat of these images. You know, it's it's a huge hit for the country that, you know, we can't function uh you know this such level of incompetence uh albania has two hundred thousand doses right now i mean everybody else is really outshining macedonia yeah it's
0: it's it's incredible i mean aside from the issues the european union of course there's it's been well documented the 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 problems that they've got versus for instance uh the united kingdom which of course left the uh, european union and is you know just vaccinating the en masse and uh and but but in the region, actually within within Europe, actually on the planet, mm. Serbia really is in the top 10 of countries vaccinating not only its own citizens, but yeah. uh, you know, Macedonians and, and others from the region or or frankly, anybody who, who needs a vaccine can go there. And and the EU is just tripping over itself. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those tipping points where, um, mm. you know, yes. soon the EU commission and Ursula von der Leyen, and the president uh faces some real um, yeah. calls for her uh, resignation or for the commission to, to step aside or something. but And the same thing, you know. We, we've seen all of this, uh, the, the past, what is it now, almost four years that Zoran Zayev has been in power, uh, and of course, you know, he's given away the name, given away the identity, given away the history, etc. the corruption, the crime, the lack of foreign investment, uh, changing the school books, um, all of this stuff, and then this a, yeah. a year of lockdowns and and now we can't even vaccinate macedonians they're, they're fleeing to other countries i wouldn't be surprised if more people have been vaccinated in serbia than in macedonia
1: uh, macedonians are, that is there so. is no exact data but i, I the estimate is that like uh, several thousand there were, there were like two thousand people crossing the border by 10 in the morning on saturday when it was the first rush oh my God. Uh, wow. and uh you know we extrapolate out of this that like 10 11 thousand took the first dose, which is about, you know, by now we had like 11,000 total doses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pfizer's, which again, Serbia donated to us and uh, the Sputnik's, which uh, Russia sold us. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it's actually, you know, there. I mean, they, they actually vaccinated more Macedonians on their own volition, on their own organization uh, individually. And several trade organizations like the Man uh, Journalist Association and the Chamber of Commerce, which got all the, right. you know, like a bunch of businessmen who need to travel to make, you know, money move, actually, um, mm-hmm. went to Serbia. Uh, and then actually this sprang the our international betters into action when, when they saw the humiliation of Zaev. So practically, I think it was on Sunday when finally... Uh, you know, the internationals deemed to bring some vaccines to Zayef directly through the COVAX mechanism, again, right. the AstraZeneca's, but now delivered for us, for Montenegro, for Kosovo, I think for Albania as well, for Bosnia. So all the countries which were actually driving into Serbia to take the shots. And, you know, there was the full court press, like all the ambassadors were there giving speeches and uh, praising. At, at the his, airport uh, for the delivery. Yeah, it was... Right. Amazing, yeah. you know, disgusting actually. And then, yes. like a few hours later, another plane lands from Russia and brings. They bring. Uh, they said f- doses for three thousand people, so maybe like up to six thousand vaccines. They didn't even give like a proper welcoming ceremony or an explanation. What is it? It was just like, <laughs> you know, through the ba- back entrance, <laughs> another <laughs> another package of. Oh, that, you, mix. That's.
0: Yeah, well, that's 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 what uh, President Barack Obama did to B.B. Uh, Netanyahu when he came to visit at the White House. He he exited by oh, yeah. the, uh, the rear door by the garbage uh, bins, uh, mm-hmm. same type of, uh, same type of thing. Um,
1: yeah. Well, wow. Phillips okay. actually went while well, the Russian doses were coming. He actually, uh, you know, he welcomed the uh, AstraZeneca early in the morning, and then he mm-hmm. uh, he and Zav went uh, riding their choppers like this, uh, yes. ungrown, you know, uh, like these children who man manchild, <laughs> man exactly yeah. and, and you know he was not there for the for the russian ceremonies really and Although, obviously we're at, at the lowest yeah? rank ahead. of importance now for future deliveries. Yeah.
0: but did the russian ambassador bring other vaccines in a few weeks ago and he was at the airport speaking fluent macedonian
1: yeah yeah the, the first uh, batch was the like 3000 yeah. but that was like a while ago i think yeah like a month. nothing ago. in between. Maybe. And today we have, I think it's like the defense minister of China. I mean, I don't know if that's like the the real, the big guy. He, he, he's on a tour of the region. Right. Now we are a pretty small country to go visit, but uh, somebody, like, I guess, like the actual defense minister of China is in the country. And yeah, it was like um, Zayf and Philip made this horrible uh, blunder, or not blunder, it's not blunder when you're corrupt and uh, you're caught <laughs> Doing corruption, um, they tried to purchase the Chinese vaccines, two hundred thousand doses through a private company, which was a shell company. We discussed this setup in the mm-hmm. uh, American Samoa, and uh, apparently <laughs> the deal collapsed because of this. But today they were asking, uh, very you know, all the press releases said, and we inquired with the minister if he can please, please, please speed up the delivery of the vaccines. Uh, we need them asap. Uh yeah. so we are we were yeah, they were literally begging for, for the Chinese stuff today. After and, you know, botching the procurement through yeah. the corruption.
0: And of course the number of deaths and hospitalizations is has seen a rapid increase. I think forty one Macedonians died a day or two ago, which I think was a record for a single day mm. death total. that's uh, yeah, really as bad. I understand it. Philip Che is 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 not putting in new um new uh, lockdowns or or measures uh they're just going to try and ride through this um and get as many people vaccinated as possible although as we've just been discussing for the past 12 minutes uh they've been failing miserably at that Mm um uh i I, this is something that we will just keep uh, looking at um you know as we go here we are second to last day of of march as we Mm -hmm. get into april and uh, you know, I, I assume this is probably a correct assumption that you know more and more vaccines will make their way into Macedonia one way or the other, while at the same time Macedonians continue going to Serbia and other places to get vaccinated. You know, at some point, you know, everybody's gonna who wants a vaccine is gonna get a vaccine. Now, in Macedonia's case, that might take a year, um, but uh, hopefully sooner than that. But the reason that, uh, that, uh, well, as we talked, you know, the census was going to start on April one, the in-person census there in Macedonia. Mm-hmm. And miskoski and Vomoro and others said, "No, we can't do it because you know, corona's on the rise and we don't have the vaccines, which is all true." And oddly, Zoran Zaev and Christine miskoski met yesterday, party leaders' meeting, the two of them. and Zoran Zaev agreed to postpone the census to September. Mm-hmm. But, as I mentioned in the monologue, opening monologue, you know, the Friday before, just a few days ago, Matthew Palmer, the U.S. Department of State Deputy Assistant Secretary of State, take a breath, uh, was on the phone with Miskowski basically telling him that he needs mm-hmm. to uh, get with the program and support the census. So, I'm not entirely sure what's going on here. The uh, Macedonians abroad, outside of Macedonia, have been able to register the, as we talked about last week, I think the Albanians in Macedonia, the whether it's Buyar Osmani or Artan Grubi and, mm. and even well and the of the, the Albanians outside of Macedonia the Albanians who are government officials of other countries like uh, Alban Kurti in in uh, Kosovo and Edi Rama in and the prime minister of Albania have been pushing Macedonian Macedonia's ethnic Albanians to register which is of course interference in domestic affairs in my opinion um and so it it's all very strange as to what's what's going on here you and I talked a little bit you know before last yesterday and and, and before we got on about the State Department's in demanding that Macedonian, that, that the Vomero, essentially, mm. participate in this census, and now mm-hmm. the census has been postponed. So, what do you make of it?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what to think here. It's really, I mean, uh, it's a rare intervention by the US Embassy outside of the Colored Revolution period. Mm. They do not intervene often, especially after this after after they got Zaf in power they intervened to in 2019 sorry in 2020 that we need to have elections in uh, summer at the time you know when everybody was still freaking out over the corona even though the numbers were you know ridiculously low compared to now Uh, and uh, yeah it was a big deal that they you know the ambassador was saying you need to have elections now you need a politically legitimate government, and now this intervention. You need to have a census at a time when the numbers are really, really horrible. You know, even compared to that period then, because we've been postponing the census in, since since twenty eleven, and you know the that last gets... one was in- Yeah, <laughs> there is a reliable system of electronic. Uh, you know, i was going to see surveillance. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> census taking, I guess, you know, there is like a mechanism which counts the times you leave the country, your banking activity, your healthcare insurance, and it, you know, it estimates how many people actually live in the country, they have the number and they have the role of all citizens, which is, you know, accurate and nothing to add there. So there is really no need for this other than, you know, to have the Albanians, you know, stomped uh, their feet and uh, banged Mm -hmm. on the table and say we are 30% we need more rights we need uh, this and that uh, and the other Uh, and the US has been supportive of the Albanian uh, infringement on Macedonian sovereignty I mean on their never-ending expansion of Albanian minority rights even now we are they're even openly talking about the point where they'll reach parity Because Macedonians Mm. in the diaspora are boycotting the whole thing. They Mm -hmm. resent Zayev, they can't stand him, they can't stand what's happening to the country, they're checking out. Uh, There there shouldn't be a census of the diaspora anyway. A census is for the actual residents, not for all citizens.
0: Uh, Yeah, let's, let's, again, that's an important point. I, I was on the phone with some Macedonian friends the other day here in the States and that was the exact point a census is supposed to count the number of heads in the country not outside yep. the country period yep. any census all right sorry
1: yeah and uh, and even non-citizens now uh, the albanians are registering massively in massive numbers all the mosques across western europe are active and they're posting pictures you know one guy at the computer with dozens of uh, passports just typing in you know, uh, numbers and uh, registering mm. on the online system, which is even further, you know, depressing turnout among Macedonians. They say, this is rigged, these are all fake citizens. These were issued, uh, you know, these are citizenships issued God knows how and God knows when. Uh, Maybe God doesn't even know. This. Sorry?
0: Maybe God doesn't even know.
1: Yeah, yeah, really. It's uh, Zayf, The fact that Zaf accepted a census which will involve the diaspora, you know, is just... Uh, the first major violation of all the norms and his deputy Artan Grubi, gruby he even said because germany austria they will not allow you to have a dual citizenship so if you are born in macedonia have macedonian citizenship go and live there and you are, uh, uh, meet the conditions for austrian citizenship you need to renounce the macedonian citizenship okay. and now gruby says listen no no worries so long as you keep some document w- from way back which when you still had like uh Uh, number like a social security number our version of it and you Mm. you know that's all it takes you can still register even though you renounced your citizenship so you know this is the extent to which the thing has gone off the rails and Vemera says Mm. this is first of all crazy you know the whole thing the whole uh, legal framework of this thing and second of all it's crazy that you're doing this in the pandemic you know that a lot of people at home are gonna boycott the census this will even if equal numbers of Albanians and Macedonians, you know, proportionately boycott, uh, the fact that, you know, scared of having a person who will go from house to house, spend like half an hour with you, taking your data and then going to another house, you know, sitting in closed quarters uh, with you, breathing the same air and then going, you know, going from house to house. It's incredible. It's crazy. Um, So um, Vimura said, no, we're not doing this. we're going to boycott. Uh, We're not. uh, Before this, Levitsa was drumming up a campaign of uh, boycott and daring Vemura to also call for for a boycott. Eventually Vemera also did, said, listen, this is crazy. We're going to protect our health. We're not opening our doors for uh, in-person census taking. And then came the move from uh, Palmer. No, you need to be constructive. You need to do this. You need to be involved in this process. You need a census, which again, Mm sounds all all alarm bells that uh, you know the u.s especially under the biden administration as we discussed before is working Mm -hmm. to further increase the federalization of macedonia to make it a macedonian slash albanian state not a macedonian state with large albanian minority but you know a federal state and uh, this was the situation on uh, By Sunday, on Monday, Zayev and Mitskovsky meet, and they practically counter what uh, Palmer insisted on over the weekend. Right.
0: Wow. Now, so they've agreed to, or Zayev has agreed to postpone the census until September. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I understand it, assuming, now, this has to be agreed to in Parliament through um, <clears throat> a yeah. vote, as I understand it, and... The, my, the the really small Albanian parties, the Alliance and Alternative, uh, have said that mm. they're not going to agree to this and they're going to try and disrupt that. By the time this podcast drops tomorrow, that might be solved one way or the other. I don't know. Uh, but assuming the census goes forward in September, the other things that they've agreed to is between now and then, the uh, it will still be open for Macedonians abroad, outside of the Republic, mm. to register, Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, Zay- this is when Zayev says, OK, this is my win because uh, I'm a Macedonian patriot. I will, this will mean yeah. that we will get more. Uh, now the Macedonians will slowly persuade them by September. Um, the Macedonians in the diaspora to also take part in the census and will have a full census of the diaspora.
0: Yeah, I, and I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I, I think the Macedonians in the mm. diaspora are dead set against Zayev no matter what. Yeah. Uh the only thing they'll accept is for him to to step down. Uh, yeah. And for his government to step down. So I don't know. You, know, you can give it. You can give him ten years, and as, if he's prime minister, they're not going to do that. Is my guess right now. Yeah. We'll see. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, magically, as it were, um, ethnic Albanians around the planet will declare Macedonian citizenship one way or the other, and will register as well. Mm, <laughs> I mean, <yeah>. you you <laughs> can end up with. You could end up with 60% of Macedonia being ethnic Albanian at the, at the end of the day. Um, uh, well, okay, and then there's the issue, which I guess they'll work out later, uh, because I know that some had proposed uh, the census taker can come to your front door standing outside uh, while taking your data and information, etc., which sounds, to me at least, on its face to be yeah. a, a little safer. Plus, in theory, by September... You know hopefully most Macedonians all that want to be vaccinated will be vaccinated um, uh yeah, all right, so we'll we'll see that now Miskowski also got a couple of other wins uh and, and regarding the elections, correct, including um the date of the local elections, uh the use of fingerprint um, mm-hmm. scanners, correct
1: yeah, Zaf and uh, Dewey their you know ballot staffing uh, for the referendum for the presidential elections, 2019 for the 2020 general elections. And now this in theory would allow uh, to check the votes and, you know, maybe even discount some polling stations after the vote, you know, voting is closed. You have the numbers, you know, in the Albanian village, uh, 100 people actually live there, 500 are on the list from the diaspora, 500 voted in the, uh, 400 of them in the last, Half an hour you know this is the ballot staffing portion sure. of the yeah. of the elections, and then you know if you, you can check in if there is no actual electronic record of a fingerprint that this person voted and and we already have a record of all citizens. there is a fingerprint da- database. I know this shocked you <laughs> way back <laughs> but yeah we, we do this <laughs> yeah. uh, routinely we're all uh, guilty until proven innocent of something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, we can check and, you know, we can just discount uh, AXA Village, uh, which will have like 500 votes for SDSM or Dewey, um using these devices. So Vemra insisted on this uh, model, and uh, this was accepted by Zayev. There is options. They're looking into having one electoral district, which will favor the smaller Macedonian parties, harm the Albanian parties. They're talking about uh, first past the post even, Hmm. which would help them immensely. They're talking about, um, uh, like, open lists, so you can vote for any person on the list, which, for some reason, SDSM insists on this. I don't know what uh, what good this will do to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there are so, a number of issues here. But still, you know, the main issue was the census, and now we're waiting to see what happens, because the Albanian parties, they were thumping their chest. They were saying, listen, we got this have to play to our tune to give us a census to our liking. And Dewey was especially hard on this. They would uh, travel across Europe and, uh, you know, the minister, the, the foreign minister, the deputy prime minister, they would m- go allegedly on an official visit, but they would meet Albanians in a mosque and say, listen, you all register. They would go to Albania and take a picture with the prime minister holding yes. uh, the website census.org.mk, like go register there. So now they're humiliated and they're openly calling on the Americans to block this initiative, which is now at the level of an agreement between the two main party leaders, but is not in parliament yet. So they're saying we're going to block this. And now we're going to have a major you know, measuring contest uh, uh, and we'll see if the embassy gets involved and tries to reverse this agreement between uh, Mickoski and Zaev uh and if it's gonna and if it doesn't it if is this going to lead to a collapse of the government because you know it's not uh Zayf keeps being pushed to deliver to the albanians on the citizenship law on uh, mm-hmm. uh what was before this uh, i mean uh, on the identity cards you know having right. uh, oh, yeah. uh the albanian identity written into identity cards so every few weeks albanians come up with a major nationalist issue that and they threaten Zav that they're going to collapse his government over if he doesn't deliver. And then when he fails to deliver on some of these things, like the identity cards, when Greece practically blocked him because he didn't want to have Macedonia written in our identity cards, now he makes, okay, but I'll give you the census. I'll give you 40% Albanian population in Macedonia. Now if mm. he's blocked from delivering on this, he will either even go bigger, (laughs) you know, double down or go home. You know, it's possible they pull the rug on him. So this is, uh, yeah, it's now, it's up to the Americans. Or, you know, the Americans can say, okay, listen, you'll still get your wish. You'll have a census in September under the same rules. You'll still have all these inflated diaspora numbers added onto the list. Whether it's going to be like a separate diaspora list in the census or it it will mix up all the numbers all the citizens together in one big pot will see. And uh, and the Americans are also saying, we got Wimera to concede on some issues. So Wimera is now going to be expected to provide quorum in the parliament because Zayef doesn't have the votes to hold a session. Mm. It takes 61 votes to hold a session and Zayef only has 62. Some of them are always sick with the corona or something happening with them. So um, Zayef requires Wimera to show up just to show up for the session. Right. Uh, Wimmer obviously boycotts, you know, unless it's a pressing matter. So now the Wimmer is going to be, to accept a portion of the criticism from Palmer. So they have agreed to show up on several items in the parliamentary agenda. So maybe uh, one of them is um, voting on the beginning construction of this large new clinic, which Zaev is planning to build to practically service kosovo close to the you know outside of skopje on the highway from kosovo um so stuff like this is uh, is also you know declaring a win but it's largely a win for Vimera, except that you know vimara didn't ask for all that much they didn't ask to completely revamp the plan for the census just to postpone it so yeah we'll see what happens actually we're still wow. not in the clear
0: yeah, and, and a lot of intrigue going on there, and I know we want to get to the Bulgarian elections, which are this Sunday, but before that, um, you know, we've just talked a lot about the U.S. Embassy, about Matthew Palmer, uh, etc. We have to throw in there um, um, the former U.S. Ambassador to Macedonia, mm-hmm. Phil Rieker, who at the same time that the U.S. Embassy put out that Facebook post of Palmer uh, yep. uh, on on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, uh, they put out a short video with uh, Phil Rieker, who's... Long, mm. Very long and useless title, I completely forget, uh, but he's a assistant acting assistant deputy, uh, somewhat assistant secretary Something. of the deputy, part-time acting <laughs> secretary of state for Europe, etc., whatever. Anyway, he, he put out a five-minute video, which I watched so that you don't have to. Um, Thank you. Which he, Thank it, you. Very kind. You're welcome. Yes. It's a service that we perform here on the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast, or at least this half of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. Um, so I watched it. It was a nauseating five minute video in which he, you know, because Macedonia uh, joined NATO a year ago. So we had to have the uh, obligatory and contractually ob- obligated uh, celebrations of that one year anniversary. So Phil was extolling the virtues of joining NATO, et cetera. And I, I'm i sorry. I you look at phil he's got this incredibly shiny dome and it's just pointed at the very top and i don't mean to make an ad hominem attack but it looks like he comes from mars or uranus Mm -hmm. i mean uranus isn't the planet you know what i mean um and uh sorry uh it's just and it was just nauseating uh and then um not one but two nato institutions so the uh Joint Force Command, JFC, don't say it, JFC in Mm, Naples, Florida, and NATO in uh, Sarajevo, I don't know what that office exactly is, it's an informational office, both put out tweets congratulating the North Macedonians, quote-unquote. And so, come on, come on, man. Doing my best, Joe Biden. Um, Yeah, it
1: was very ugly. We have this celebration. While people are driving in droves to Serbia, non-NATO, non-NATO, non-aligned country, (laughs) actually bombing it. it was very close to the (laughs) anniversary of the bombing of NATO uh, in uh, 99 to get vaccinated. And we also have like, somebody thinks it's a good idea to have a Greek uh, fighter jet flyover of Skopje. And this is an expression of solidarity. It's not (laughs) people do not take this here as an expression of solidarity. It's an expression of domination. And we we broke them. And now we own them. And we can fly our planes over them when when they're not engaged, trying to chase off the, the Turkish planes from, uh, from over our Greek islands. So I don't know if they're so idiotic in the embassy or if they are actually you know, uh, trying to make a point uh, so that we get it. Also, you know, we were discussing this over the census. I don't know if they, they think that Macedonians in the diaspora who resent Zaev, uh, the whole Nordonia experiment, and mm. the US for putting us through this, that Macedonians in the Diaspora will go and register in the census because some inbred person like Palmer tells them to. And, uh, <laughs> okay, I'll blip it. Uh, no, and, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, or if they're actually trying to have this uh, opposite effect among Macedonians to reduce turnout even further, they say, okay, well... I mean, after 2018, I'm sure, maybe in 2018, the US embassy thought that uh, Macedonians will vote if uh, Angela Merkel and Theresa May and uh, what was Mad Dog? The Mattis General, and Mogherini. Come and, yeah, come and play. It, it was, sorry, it was,
0: it was May, Mogherini, Mattis, and Merkel, and the one in yeah. that wasn't there was Medvedev, the prime minister then of uh, yeah. Russia.
1: Yeah. Uh, and after, after this, they should realize that their pressure is having an opposite effect. Uh, and maybe uh, they, uh, and in 2019 for the presidential elections, it was clear that, you know, uh, calls for people to vote uh, are, is, is feeding to the boycott campaign, which is helping ISDSM because those who would boycott would be more likely Vimmera voters than ISDSM. So there could be in the embassy like uh, a serious thinking that, OK, we, we build up the boycott campaign a little and we depress Vimmera our boys have wins. And they could be thinking, okay, we we pressure them to vote, uh, to to register in the census, knowing that, Mm -hmm. you know, just out of spite, they will not register. And we get to our desired goal of 40% Albanians in the census. On the other hand, they might actually be realizing what we have also been talking about all the time, that if the Albanians actually hit 40 or even 50% in the census, then, you know, uh, all calls are, all bets are off. And uh, if we can be... A NATO member thousand times over, this is not going to stop an Albanian assault on Macedonia to actually partition it or take it, take it, you know, take as much as they can from Macedonia for a greater Albania project in the near future, and that the right. u s. is realizing, okay, listen, we still need some Macedonian pride or sense of uh, center in this country to uh, balance the Albanian nationalism, uh, because otherwise we're going to have a NATO member state collapse on our hands. and, you know, that's gonna be bad PR. And uh, <laughs> even though we've been killing and suffocating Macedonian patriotism f- since 2015, now we still need some of it to, you know, to counter our Frankenstein monster we've, we've created in, uh, in Albania.
0: Yeah, no, to your point of, of having a, a, a NATO state collapse internally and be taken over by other NATO states, the, the optics on that would yeah. not be right. Um,
1: Divided between two NATO member states. <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. Ooh, that's a title. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we want to talk about Bulgarian elections, but before that, last thing on Palmer I have to say, um, again, this is a service to our listeners of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. Uh, Matt Palmer, not only is he the uh, U.S. Department of State Deputy, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State mm-hmm. breath, uh and <laughs> uh, a career politician, but he is also apparently an accomplished fiction writer. Mm-hmm. I use fiction loosely. Uh, he has written such books as the Wolf of Sarajevo, the American Mission, and enemy of the good. Uh check it out. You can. Uh, I think it's Random House as his publisher, but uh, apparently he's a. a, a I, I guess this is fiction. Maybe this is actually real life, and it just makes its way into his books.
1: Uh, we need to read. We actually need to sit down and read one of those and bite <laughs> the bullet and uh, look for. Just look for uh, stereotypical portrayals of Muslims or some other protected minority. Oh. We can, We can. Maybe we can cancel him.
0: Okay, then I have to get the Wolf of Sarajevo probably, so for that.
1: No, uh, I think one of them is in the Middle East, no? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, He's like I'll, a I'll Balkan yeah. hand, but uh, some, I think one of them is like Eastern
0: something. Yeah. I'll check them out. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll uh, bite yeah. the bullet. Maybe I can find a, a used copy for uh, 10 cents or something online. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so this Sunday, not only is it Easter for the Protestant and Catholic world... Uh, it is also elections in uh, Bulgaria, Bulgaria. Sorry, um, and uh, the the fun thing about of course, the Bulgarians have been focused way too much on Macedonia uh, you know, for, for for all these years, and especially uh, since the ones I have signed that quote unquote treaty on good neighborly relations and friendship or something like that with Bulgaria in two thousand seventeen. Uh but one of their Members of Parliament is, um, to put it politely, off his medications and put out a video the other day in which he went on a minute and a half rant. And the video actually is a tourist video uh, hmm. for Macedonia because it's all, it's got a drone or something flying over Macedonia. Yeah. And uh, this is Angle I
1: can't pronounce the last name.
0: Thank you. Yes, who rants and raves all the time about Macedonia. He's also an MEP, a member of the European Parliament. And uh, the video in the video, he talks about how Macedonia is Bulgaria, essentially, right?
1: Yeah, uh, we are the temporary uh, what what he called it, the managers of the Bulgarian land of Macedonia.
0: T- temporary administrators. Something,
1: yeah, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't use occupation. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the Macedonians are the temporary Macedonians who are really Bulgarians are the temporary administrators of Bulgaria of Macedonia, which is really Bulgarian. Okay, <laughs> essentially that's what he says in this in this video. Now, uh, obviously this is a, a incredible piece of of, of uh, fiction. Um, I don't know what else. It's it's abhorrent, is what it is. And he's been called out actually by the Foreign Ministry of Macedonia. Correct. Uh...
1: There was so. a reaction by the foreign ministry and by Vumara. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a very rare moment that the foreign ministry has actually reacted to a, a nationalist comment coming from Jambaski or his party boss Karakachanov.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes, they're in the same party. Yeah, Karakachanov, yeah. Our, our our favorite fat boy. Um, yeah. That uh, is constantly tick minister boy. of defense. Our tick boy. Exactly. Uh, he's he who's constantly you know threatening Macedonia in one way or the other, etc. But, so, on the elections, uh, Boyko Borisov, what, have we seen any polls? I haven't.
1: Uh, they're at the verge of not making parliament. Uh, I mm-hmm. think there's is, there is like a 4% cutoff. And uh, this is why they're, you know, pushing it, pushing it to being really uh, aggressive on the issue. This was really, I mean, the video is really out there. Uh, but, um, you know, the more interesting thing happening here is that this party now has an actual, you know, like a cooperation agreement with SDSM because it was like a few weeks ago when, uh, yeah. when Zayf was hard pressed by this uh, Chinese shell company, uh, vaccination scandal, uh, he um, Karakachanov came to his defense. He just you know decided that on the day when the media was pushing the hardest against Zayf on the. A Chinese vaccine scandal, that he will just issue like a list of people from Vimera who may have Bulgarian citizenship, but then again may not. And he bought a few, few maybe half a day for good PR or like a distraction for Zayf. So they are practically cooperating. They're working together at this moment, but they're also in the danger of not making parliament and they have elections, Zayev doesn't. So they humiliate Zayf, but at the same time, They think they're building up their their numbers in the process. Zayev helped them as well. Uh, There was a a meeting in the European Parliament. Uh, There is a Bulgarian Turkish member of the European Parliament, a liberal not very involved in Mm -hmm. in the dispute, who prepares a report, and then all the members of Parliament vote on this, and it usually says, let this country finally open accession talks, blah, blah, blah. So Zaev got several of his socialist party friends like Tanya Fayon from Slovenia oh, yes. and some Greens mixed in as well to write a very critical article on Bulgaria. They said Bulgaria is a nationalist pressuring Macedonia uh, with its his- historical nonsense, etc. Uh, we welcome that the Macedonian government is very reserved, restrained in its response. It's like a m- m- mature response to what Bulgaria is doing. And uh, this actually, uh, because the Bulgarian socialists are allied with uh, Fanyo and and these members of European Parliament who submitted the article. And not only that, a former Bulgarian socialist Prime Minister Stanishev is the leader of the Pan-European Socialist Party, the PES. So actually it was his party members who submitted the article which created outrage in Bulgaria and both the GERB party, the Conservative uh, uh, party of Borisov, who is now you know in mortal combat with the socialists, <laughs> and uh, the Vemirovina, the nationalists of Karakachanov and Jambaski, they had a great you know great talking point for a period of time in, in the most opportune moment before the elections, to say look the socialists, our socialists in Bulgaria, they can't rein in their allies in Brussels their. Uh, Harming us, they're issuing this article, uh, submitting it to the parliament. In the end, there were not enough votes for the article; it it fell. In fact, there were other articles from the Bulgarian side, from the right wing side, which were very critical of Macedonia, which were inserted into the report. But the Bulgarian socialists were hurt. There's they're down in the polls to Borisov anyway, and this hurt them to some extent in a very bad timing. So Zayev actually burned his. Uh, bulgarian socialist friends using his uh, european socialist friends <laughs> and uh, helped uh, karakachanov so there is a very interesting uh, linkage here
0: oh my goodness oh talk about byzantine um
1: yeah
0: wow okay well we are going to um well by the time we record another uh, our, our next podcast uh, 109 the elections will be over we'll know well who would have who will have won in Bulgaria, and what that means for Macedonia and the region? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but we do have a farmer's pick this uh, week. We've been very good mm-hmm. with our farmer's picks, uh, yep. and uh, and this one uh, is a bit of it's a tourist video, isn't it? Why don't you introduce it?
1: Yeah, it's a video which features some of the most interesting, most beautiful sites of uh, uh, ancient uh, Macedonia and of uh, especially of the medieval period, like churches and monasteries. Across the country, as well as uh, uh, the beauty of uh, contemporary modern day Skopje as envisioned and built by Nikola Gruevski. The, the commentary leaves a little to be desired, uh, but okay, probably our English speaking <laughs> listeners will not even understand what's, what's going on. <laughs> and just ignore the person who is doing <laughs> the narration you don't really have to <laughs> I, I don't have time to cut him out of the video but just that would just be a bit of work. skip to those parts. <laughs> just fast forward
0: <laughs> yes our our uh, our macedonian speakers will uh will understand it and they will um they will they will go back and forth between uh laughter and hatred i think at the same time so yeah uh,
1: So we will just,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just put that up there and and let the, uh, let the audience, the listeners, the viewers, uh, make their own decisions on that. So, yeah. All right. I got to go to work. I don't do this. They don't pay me enough to do this podcast. They don't pay me. (laughs) They don't pay me or you anything. So I don't know who they are. Well,
1: I think it's, it's rejuvenating (laughs) at least for me, all this, uh, collapse of the, (laughs) of, of the Nordonia project. It's, it's fun having it, uh uh live streams yes by the way i didn't realize you you
0: i had I finally looked it up you 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 make reference to quote unquote nordonia but it's actually a a town in ohio or it's a, a region uh-huh. in ohio no oh, could be
1: it is there's is definitely a city of macedonia there so now we can oh, yeah, nordonia right next, as well yeah <laughs>
0: right next right next to it uh is nordonia i believe so
1: um anyway <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll have to will yeah, we'll have to look that up <laughs>
1: Oh man. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll have to make. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Poor I thought people. you knew what you were talking about, but apparently you just made it up and it actually is true. So,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> I have to look it up.
0: Actually, let me Nordonia Hills City School District in Nordon uh-huh. in um Northfield, Ohio, Nordonia. Uh-huh. Nordonia Hills Chamber of Commerce. Nordonia mm-hmm. High School. Oh you see it fix- Nordonia the chapel dot life. Oh it must be a church in Nordonia.
1: Actually, yeah, I think it's I a real place. I thought you I thought you, from, I thought you got it from
0: I thought you got it from I thought you got it from real life and you just made it up, but it happened to be real life. That's funny.
1: Yeah, we have all these versions of uh, Severna, Severjani, Severjania, you know, all this mocking names yeah. for North Macedonia Nordonistan Zayvistan Oh, <laughs> oh just...
0: sorry here we go Nordonia High yeah. School Nordonia High School is a public high school in Macedonia
1: Ohio <laughs> Oh yeah yeah I remember I remember I remember seeing this yeah, I remember I think even tweeted okay. about this once Yeah Okay
0: all right that's where you got it <laughs> yeah, now and, I then, remember. and then and <laughs> then it just became so ingrained in your in your in your brain that you forgot that it was it was reality yeah, yeah, yeah. so I mean it's yeah, reality yeah, yeah. in two two different places so anyway Yeah 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 your All right, that's a wrap. Uh,
1: Stranger than fiction, actually.
0: Indeed, yeah. Good talking to you, Sutton.
1: Ah, you too, buddy. Take care.